So take me as I am. Take me as I am. Or have nothing at all. Just take me as I am. Or have nothing at all. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to the You Stuck With Me podcast. You Stuck With Me. So on this episode, Taylor wants to talk about something that is very near and dear to her. It's something that she's experienced. So beautiful. Take it away. What's up, y'all? This is your one, no, you and your favorite. And if I ain't your favorite. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, we become closer and connected, and I become your favorite. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I I want to take over this episode today, talking about as when Marquis said something near and dear to my heart, which is insecurities. Now, Bay, I'll start off asking you, has there been a time in a relationship, not necessarily ours, but any relationship that you had where you just felt like you weren't enough. Yeah. And it's not a it's not a good feeling. And it's not it's not necessarily just as a relationship, but just when dealing with uh other people. Like I remember I remember a couple of times in college uh, there were a few young ladies I was interested in at the time, and none of them were interested in me because I didn't fit a certain criteria. You know, I wasn't hood enough. Uh, one of them actually told me that I was too nice and that she ran all over me, and that's not the case. I don't think I was too nice. I think that I wasn't what they were accustomed to. But the feeling of knowing that I wasn't enough still hurt. But I eventually learned to take my L and go, but didn't make it any easier. Do you think that insecurity has affected you at any parts of our relationship? No, because I realized that because I wasn't enough for one person doesn't mean I wasn't enough for you. Okay, my last question is, how did you arrive at that conclusion that you were enough? Like, how did you work through that? Well, at some point I realized that it was probably a blessing in disguise. But, I mean, it's just part of growing up, I guess. You know, you you have sometimes you're not going to be with the person that you want to be with and you got to be okay with that and you like i said just being a being not being enough is not just contained to relationships but there's been like times like that as an athlete i felt like i was enough like i felt like i was an exception to the rule when it came to wanting to play college sports like we had one guy uh he graduated the year before me great ball player uh he ended up going i believe division two and i watched as my coaches supported him i wanted to play college ball and they didn't offer me that same type of support and i'm like why am i the exception to the rule so not being enough 
in any situation is never a good feeling. Okay. Now, I would assume that this is the part where you ask me, well, they, <laughs> the, basically the same question as I asked you. Well, I was getting ready to get to that, but um, I, I do want to know, has there been a situation where you didn't feel like you were enough? Um, to answer the question, yes, but not in the sense I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I was overlooked. No, I can I can understand that feeling because, I mean, we we've had this conversation offline, but go ahead and explain to the family what you are speaking of. Now, should I get? Are we unpacking this today? I mean, we can unpack as much as you want. Okay. All right, family. So I will unpack this today because I feel like my hopes is that this helps another woman who may feel this way. So before me and Marquise got together, I was in several relationships where I felt like I was being overlooked. Now, you're probably wondering, what do you mean by being overlooked? I mean, you're the girlfriend, so that means you had all the attention. Not necessarily. Um, I did have one relationship, long-term relationship, where it was on and off, but it was over 10-plus years. And we had the conversation of... We had the conversation of, I'm sorry, it's just when I think about it, it chokes me up. I, we had the conversation of where do we see ourselves in, five, in the next five to 10 years, mm-hmm. right? And I was, I told him, I was like, oh, I want to be married and have kids and, you know, things like that nature. Right. He basically told me to my face, I can never see myself marrying you. Yikes. I feel like I'll be betraying some people. And my first thought is, who you betraying? Like, who the hell are you cheating on me with? You know? Only to find out he wasn't really cheating on me. It was he just didn't have no aspirations of being married. And that hurt me because I always want I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to spend forever with someone that loved and adored me. So that was one. And then there was also a time that I found out I was being cheated on online and, you know, things of that nature. But how I felt like I was being overlooked was I like see my friends and family get married and I always be the bridesmaid. And I had developed this thing that I would never be the bride. Boy, were you wrong? <laughs> I was wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, very happy to say that I was wrong. But I, that, I think that also stemmed from, like, growing up, I used to be the talkative one in class. And I would voice my opinion sometimes in class. And the teacher or a classmate would look at me crazy, like, no, you're wrong. Like, you're just saying something for attention, which really I wasn't. I, I'm big on learning and stuff like that. And, you know, like that. So it's crazy because me and Marquise had the conversation because it's like a thing. 
that we'll see on social media where it seems like the girls, you know, that always had like the bags and living their best life. They always get sought after by guys. But then you see the regular women like me at the time. Now, I'm like, again, I'm speaking in the mindset of a non-married woman because I wasn't married at this point. Me and Marquise was just talking. And, and you know, I'm like, why, like, why are these women here that don't really work? You know, how, first of all, how they, how are they getting these expensive, expensive bags and clothes and stuff like that? Me, I'm over here making sure that the rent stay paid. You know, I don't have the best looking clothes, but you know, I'm thinking I'm kind of cute and I'm not getting any play. Well, I'm going to give you the answer to that one. The reason why it looked like they winning because they either two things they either scamming or they spreading legs one of the two <laughs> let's let's be real yeah but i mean for someone like me that's like looking like on social media and stuff like that i'm not automatically assuming i was like maybe they do gotta gotta support them i mean if they gotta gotta support them they gotta gotta support them but just because they out here on flashy on social media. Remember, social media is nothing but smoking mirrors. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, at the time, I wasn't thinking like that too. Mm-hmm. Like my dating record. Yeah, I always had. I was in a relationship, but it it always was something go wrong. But it was always the same pattern of, oh, you cool. We could still be friends, but. So let me ask you this: Do you think that now, what you know now, compared to what you knew then? You feel better about everything that happened? Now I do. In the past, I didn't. Yeah, I, and I I get the the gist of what you're saying because sometimes, and you know, when you look at stuff, you look, you make it looks like it's all glamorous and all that stuff when you see on social media. But the truth of the matter is, you don't know what's going on behind that picture, or you're going on behind that reel, going well, on behind that. Video. Well, I would say a percentage of it was what I see on social media, but then a majority of it is what was going through in my actual life. Like I would get friend zone, like for real. Yeah. Friend zone. (sighs) Or I would feel like I'm pouring my heart into a guy and we don't work out. That would hurt. I mean, as far as friend zone goes, I've been, I've been friend zone plenty of times and it's never easy, but Sometimes friend zone can actually be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it it could be a blessing in disguise too. But I mean, I would get friend zoned, and then growing up, I used to get picked on too, like be called Joanna man because I was tall. And I mean, let's be honest, I have kind of like a deep voice, which is also one of my other insecurities. I'm insecure about my voice, and you know, just being. Growing up for me, I was always told being a tomboy was wrong. Like, don't know, don't know, man, want a a manish, hardish, a boyish girl. That stuck with me for a long time. I used to think it was something wrong with me because I'd rather wear Jordans beside as opposed to heels, or I I couldn't dress up nicely because I always wanted to be in sweatpants and stuff like that. That hurt. Yeah, I don't think people realize the power of what they say. Yeah, and it will hurt more when it comes from your own family. They will tell you that, like, oh, you you flatter than a pancake or you don't have nothing up there. Like, that hurt. Yeah, 
And the ones who are closest to you will be the ones that hurt you the most. And for me, see, I think I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeves. And like I've been told that I wasn't enough plenty of times in my life. And it it frustrated me. It definitely frustrated me. And I've heard it, you know, I've heard it from, you know, classmates to coaches to teammates. And it's like, it's, it's frustrating, especially when it's the people that you will hope will support you the most. Was there ever a time you started to believe that? That you weren't enough? Yeah, and it, in some ways it made me it made me less hopeful. And I think some things I probably should have just let roll off and I didn't, probably because I because I look too much to other people for opinions. Yeah. And when I realized, it wasn't until recently when I realized uh, that other people's opinions don't matter. And it it definitely helped me now versus where I was, you know, when I was younger. Mm. I'm a lot less sensitive. I'm quick to, you know, say, you know, bleep off. Yeah. Um. I would say for me, it's been a work in progress. It's it's going to be a work in progress. That's a given. I mean, I'm not so much in concern in insecure now about my appearance and stuff like that. But it took me a minute to get rid of the whole not not being well, not feeling enough, but being overlooked. And then it's like. <laughs> It's like what I told you before when we started dating. I'm a dented can of green beans. It goes that goes back to what I said in my vows. You said that you a dented can of green beans, but you've always been a full course meal to me. Don't make me cry. <laughs> don't do it. I, I oh, don't do it. I know because you're an emotional gangster. Girl. Yeah, I'm an emotional gangster girl. So, <laughs> should we give um, our family a little background on how, why I say, what is a dented can of green beans? What I mean by that? Well, basically, when you go to the grocery store, you're searching for stuff, but you come across uh, a can that has a dent in it. That's the want, that's the can you don't want. You don't want that can. You want a uh, you want a can that has no dents, doesn't look like it's had any type of damage. The crazy thing about it is that's not really possible, especially dealing with people. Yeah. So um, I had been through a lot of uh, through a lot of things in my life, like traumatic loss and dealing with trauma and coping with grief. And I told Marquis, I that's been played. But when me and Marquis got together, the first thing I said was, "Are you sure you wanna?" Be with this, cause I I am a dentist can of green beans. I have a lot of stuff going on. I wouldn't blame you if you want to head for the hills now. And you know, you said that through dating, through being engaged and married, and you see. Well, oh, I, I really haven't said that in marriage since we've been married. You made a joke about it a couple of times, but I'm like, even through all that, I'm still here. So that yeah, 
Yeah, that shows you that I'm here for the long run. Yeah, and that's kind of the part that gets me emotional because it's like I've been through all my life being the one that's been overlooked, like the friend zone, like being told that I can't do this because of um, how masculine I am and, you know, having my own securities that you chose me. Yeah, I mean, because you have qualities that I wanted in a wife. And you've shown me that but beyond those qualities, there were also some other things that you brought to the table. So without any issues, you know, well, I, I, the only issue that I had was in myself thinking about uh, what's taking me so long to say, will you be my wife? <laughs> At the time, anyway. Yeah. So, sorry, this is a hard topic. <laughs> I mean, we, we're, uh, we're discussing and breaking down a lot of things. So, I mean, it, it may make me emotional. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's just, I just, it's just me thinking about the journey of getting to this point where I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the emotional part is not sadness. It's more of a joy of, like, proving those wrong. Like, I am enough. I'm not overlooked. I did. If I do, I found somebody that actually listens to me and everything who would move the moon and stars just to make sure that I'm happy. Like, a lot of women like me, we don't get that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to wear jerseys. I like to wear Jordans. And I'm a nerd, low-key nerd. Like, I would sit there and watch whole documentaries be- for fun. High-key, but that's beside the point. Like, yeah, high-key. Like, I would sit there and watch music documentaries. Like, I'm content with that. Or I'm content, like, with days like this where it's a fall day. I'll be content watching football and basketball all day. And just, you know, have a beer. Well, I don't really drink beer. But, you know, have a wine cooler and eat popcorn, stuff like that. I've been told that I need to be more feminine. I had had a significant other tell me. I had a boyfriend that tell me I need to be more feminine. And and it it got to a point where I changed my social media page at times to me look more feminine. To like wearing a dress and stuff like like I don't mind wearing that stuff. I mean I'll look sexy and you know do it big when I need to, but I'm more of a comfort thing. So just like thinking back on that and you go through so much pain and stuff like that, it's hard to get out of. Yeah, I understand that, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you why because one thing that people don't always emphasize is that you. Through life, you're going to go through rejection. Yeah. And I actually didn't become uh, okay with rejection until within the last few years. But growing up, rejection was hard for me to swallow. Yeah. Just, you know, as I, I look back on when I was growing up and it, 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 would, it would frustrate me talking to other ladies because, or just ladies in general, because 
they were overlooking for something more flashy and I wasn't flashy. So after a while, that does start to knock your confidence a little bit. If it's, you know, you're interested in different women, but the same thing keeps happening. Then after a while, you do start to question yourself. Is it me? Oh, yeah, because I had a couple times I had to question myself, like, is it me? Am I giving off something that, you know, that wants people to call me saying I look like a man or Javana man and stuff like that? Do I really look like that? Yeah, because I got tired of hearing, uh, oh, you're not hood enough, you're not hood enough. Like, <laughs> but, I, you know, now I look back at those very same women, it's like, it was a blessing in disguise. It was definitely a blessing in disguise. Well, and I don't, you know, I don't mind being, I don't mind being nerdy or, you know, whatever at this point right now. If being nerdy uh, keeps me at peace with myself, I am completely fine with that. Well, I will say this, though. <laughs> I'm not going to put one of my exes out on blast, but we know what happened to one of my exes. He tried to get back in, and then you stepped in the picture. That's a, yeah. <laughs> ah, then you stepped in the picture. He just held his head down and walked away in shame. You know what that kind of reminds me of? What? Uh, this particular show that's on now, and uh, we not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, that stuck with me. And then also, I this same particular ex had told me, I told him I wanted to better my education. And he was like, I just don't want you to go to school for a degree that you're not going to use. It's a waste of time. <laughs> so that kind of discouraged me. But then also at the same time, too, I mean, shade, no shade. After we broke up, that's when I got my first car. And got and I had got accepted to the program that I wanted to. And now look at me. I got a master's degree. I mean... He was partially right. I'm not really using it to the ability that I thought I would, but you're still using it. I'm still using it. But I say all this to say is to hopes that women, ladies, we're gonna come across men or other women or or those that we admire and adore a lot that make us feel insecure about ourselves. Well, the and, truth of the matter is that you're projecting their own insecurity yeah, on you. on you. And I just, I just, I, I wanted to talk about this because I, I, it seems like it's being touched on a little bit on social media. Like, we see, like, screenshots of women who are out here killing themselves because they asking for help or they feel like they're inadequate and everyone just like laughing them talking about, oh, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. No, that's a serious thing. Now, granted, I never had the, the thought of taking my own life, but I had the thought of that I was being overlooked to a point <laughs> I was depressed. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've often had this conversation you told me that you felt like uh, it's women out here. They got all the expensive bags and they all taking trips and all this other stuff. And it's like, that's that show. I mean, make no mistake. 
women, they're out here getting BBLs and all that stuff. They're getting everything that you already have. BBL, you have a natural button, you have natural hair. Or even when I was in college, like I'll dress the way I do and I might look a little cute and stuff like that, but I still will get overlooked. And you know, and that's a that's something else that's funny because we've actually talked about this too. When you're single, nobody's paying you any attention. At all. But, but when you get on with somebody and you're living your best life, man, everybody, everybody come out, out the, the woodworks. Talking about, oh, I had feelings for you. I thought I was, you cute. I want to ask you. Well, how come you didn't say nothing then? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> how come you didn't say anything, anything then, sir or ma'am? Hey, talk your shit. Because, uh, yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure that we're not the only one that's gone through this. Yeah. Men and women who yeah. are You single, ain't nobody checking for you. Right. As soon as you start talking to somebody, people come out the world. Well, it works. Oh, I had those. I had a couple of those. But at the end of the day, it was like when I'm going through this madness where I'm thinking nobody want me and I'm going through therapy, telling my therapist, like, I've been told this, that, and the third. <laughs> now you want to come out the woodwork. But again, my takeaway from this is I'm speaking to that one little girl out there who feels like nobody likes her. Everybody thinks she's weird. You're not weird. The problem is the problem the problem is not that you're misunderstood. The problem is the world doesn't understand you. And you should not adjust yourself so for the world to understand you. You continue to move by the own beat of your drum. And did I don't know, babe, if you remember, I wrote this poem on social media. I said, Dear little girl. You grew up, we've been through a lot of trials and tribulations together. We experienced loss that we thought we'd never have. But to let you know that you overcame those. You grew up to be a very, very dope woman with immaculate strength and, and very illuminated melanin. And you have all the knowledge and strength in the world and everyone will look to you one day for that knowledge and strength. And one day you'll find that one Prince Charming that will come in, come in your life and he will love and adore you just as much as I do. But don't worry, the best is yet to come. Hang in there and I love you. Sign the dope woman you grew up to be. And I had a side-by-side photo. I had a picture of how I was now. No, when I was little then. And in the picture I am now. And apparently, apparently I have a way with words because that had a lot of likes <laughs> and shares. But I wasn't doing it for the likes and shares. That was a conversation I had with myself. It was like an open letter to you. It was an open letter to myself. So it is okay to have an open letter with yourself and just remember... Just remember, if you have that special person in in your life like I do, it's okay to be open with your insecurities and whatever's bothering you. And if you can't be open with your insecurities or whatever's bothering you, then you need to reassess that relationship. Because I'm thankful for my Prince Charming here. Um, my, my takeaway from this episode is that too many people are being frustrated about... Uh, being frustrated by people who don't understand them because they can't read what they're offering. Yeah. They don't understand what they're offering, but yeah, you found a person who does, and I'm not going to toot my own horn, but 
there was there's so many qualities about you that I like that we we would have to have another a whole another three episodes to unpack on that one. <laughs> but just just let it be known to anybody who's out there feels that way. What you see on social media, all these people, ladies getting flued out and Birkin bags and all that stuff. Half of the time it's not real. Half the time it's not real and you're winning. You just don't know it yet, but you're winning. You are fine. And on that note, beautiful, tell the people where they can find us. You can find us on Facebook with under the You Stuck With Me podcast. And also you can find me on IG and Twitter. That is Queen Points. P P O number one N T Z. Again, that is P O number one N T Z. And also on Facebook, remember to hit us up with the sticky notes. The sticky notes is your letters where you ask us questions or you want to give us comments. Who knows? Continue to hit us up and we might even brock and we might even read it out loud online. Oh, on air. <laughs> also, you can find me on IG and Twitter at mine M1NE. And you can also email us. You stuck with me at gmail.com. U S T U C K W I T M E at gmail.com. And remember, you stuck with us now, so you got to come back. Come back because we got more for y'all. Peace. Later, y'all.